all right all right yeah man so uh welcome to the very first episode of words from the dopest podcast you know with your host your brother dave yeah bro so like i've been wanting to do a podcast for a little minute i can't lie bro like i listen to a lot of podcasts i do them with the homie scar um we just dropped a new one you know and I've been thinking, like, for a little minute, like, if I was to do a solo podcast, right, because usually I like talking to people, and I'm like, excuse me if I look over, you know, I'd be checking the levels, bro, this episode one, you feel me? But, um, yeah, bro, like, I was like, all right, cool. If I was to start a podcast, what would, like, the first episode be about? Like, what would I want to talk about? How would I intrigue people, you feel me? Like... To just listen to one person, because ain't no, ain't no guests on this. You know, hopefully I get some guests at some point. I mean, I know I'm going to get some guests, you feel me? I got to have the homies pull up. But, like, for these initial episodes, what do I talk about? And, like, what do I... Because really what I'm trying to do is just the conversations I be having in my head and the shit I be thinking about, I'm just trying to, like, put on camera and put in podcast format. Because it makes it easier than doing music. You know what I'm saying? Also, for those that don't know me, you know, I go by your brother Dave. I'm from Palm Bay, Florida. You feel me? I do music. I produce. I engineer. I rap. I'm probably going to, like, put some links in the description. But it ain't about that. All right? This is about just talking about what's going on in my head. And, you know, trying to make this like a like an audio diary. You feel me? Because it does make it easier than recording music, because, you know, I got to write to the beat, I got to produce the beat, and I don't be trying to do all that, and there's certain stuff you can't really put down in bars that you just kind of got to just talk about, bro. I really wish I grabbed my orange juice from over there, because I got this cord in the way, and that orange juice looks kind of far. So, worst case, you know, if the cotton mouth starts kicking in, I'm going to have to go get that orange juice. But, um... All right, so I decided on a topic, much like Isaiah Rashad, top five. But, uh, you know, find a topic. And, and the topic I got for today's first debut episode is Madara, or I'm calling it Madara and the Black Pope, right? And basically what I feel like discussing today, I'm going to break down why my in my opinion Naruto has one of the greatest stories ever created it's up there with the Star Warses of the world um fuck what was the other one I was just thinking bro like dang I drew a blank but um it's up there with like Oh, The Matrix, The Matrix Trilogy. That's what I was thinking. Movies like that, that like really have an underlining theme and are like really trying to tell you something. Naruto's up there, bro. And it's probably one of my favorite stories ever told when you break down the meanings behind everything and what I analyzed from years of watching it. You feel me? So, you know. First thing I'm going to talk about is the underlining plot 
one of the more obvious plots, you know, fighting your inner demons. You feel me? So with Naruto being born with his own literal inner demon, the 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 nine-tailed fox demon, and just that weight of the world, that loneliness, that isolation that we all feel at times in our life, that inner rage, that inner anger, and basically what makes that that plot by itself so cool is the relatability of us all having those inner demons that we got to we got to face and ultimately it basically to me is breaking down the concept of shadow work and like coming face to face with your ego coming face to face with the parts of you that you don't like your inner demons and you can't destroy them because they're a part of you you really can't exist without them so you have to befriend them you got to learn to accept them you feel me which is what all like most of the previous tail beasts uh jinjiriki like they didn't do that they they still was warring with it which is why the tail beasts throughout time just hated man until a little nigga named naruto uzumaki bro came through and and he he conquered those demons and when he did that initial first fist bump with kurama bro Listen, from that point on, he became a whole different dude. Like, and it's 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 literally a process, bro. And it, it shows you that like no matter where you start in life, at the bottom of the bottom, no friends, you being bullied, all that. You can overcome it, bro. Like you really, if you work on yourself. And you find genuine people in your life and you rock with them the way they rock with you, you can become Hokage. You feel me? And that's the first thing I wanted to touch on, which is more basic. It's something that I feel like anybody can see and relate and be like, yeah, 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 that's cool. Right? You know, I like the way it also teaches you along his path about the meditation aspects. You feel me? When he was learning like sage mode and, and all of that, bro. And just like, that's cool. I fuck with that. You know, the power of friendship and love conquers all evil. And that's true to the world we live in. You feel me? Light will always overcome. You know, and belief is is half the battle, bro. That's why his catchphrase was literally believe it. As annoying as it was to hear it every other line, at a point you start to believe it. And like as a fan, like, you know, you when you watch Naruto for the first time initially... You know, you don't know him yet, but every time you kept hearing that and kept seeing his drive, it, it puts something in your subconscious where, like, you start to really believe it, bro. It, it's, you know, manifestation, mantras. That literally was his mantra. You feel me? So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that's dope. Second thing, I want to talk about the character of Orochimaru, who's one of my favorites because he weird as fuck, but he's powerful as fuck. You know, stereotypical, damn near, you know, P word. I don't know if I could say that shit, you know what I'm saying? But uh, those anime characters, the Hisokas of the world, you feel me? And I want to talk about the parallels I see to like MK Ultra, Adrenochrome, and like Aleister Crowley, you feel me? So let's start off with the MK Ultra, the brainwashing, the curse marks that he he takes these people from their villages, powerful people, 
usually unless he like takes somebody that's just trash and turns them OP. But usually these niggas got some power, right? Like Kimi Maru, you feel me? And like experimenting on them to the point where they still have their technical quote unquote free will, but at any moment he can control them as soon as he activates that curse mark. If they step out of line and do something he don't want them to do, curse mark activated, they going crazy. And that's some MK Ultra shit. You feel me? Like there's parallels. Basically, what I'm trying to talk about in this podcast is that the story, the overlining story of Naruto has parallels that really teach you about what's going on in our world. You feel me? Like Orochimaru was really on some MK Ultra labs in the middle of nowhere where nobody would think type shit. You feel me? And then uh, let's get to the adrenochrome and shit, right? Um, so with adrenochrome being the power that's in like the blood, usually of children, and like the fear and how that blood, you know, is the most powerful, and how if you like drink that blood, do whatever these weirdos be doing with that blood, you know, putting it on your skin and stuff, it can help you with keeping you staying young and all types of shit and they just feed off of it but that's a different subject you know we're gonna get into that in another episode um i'm gonna talk more about all this shit like the background or else i'm gonna be here all day but um yeah bro what else was orochimaru doing you know what i'm saying like he was taking young children specifically he wanted sasuke because he had the bloodline of Inuchiha and he was a young vessel that even goes into movies like get out and transferring your consciousness you feel me so when you really look at orochimaru my dog was doing a lot of weird stuff that we've been saying the government's been doing for years you know experimenting on children look at um stranger things and how that's low-key based on true shit that's another topic for another day but um yeah bro hold on let me check my levels my shit cool yeah bro like you know he he he's kidnapping children he's experimenting on them you know he's killing them he's doing this he's doing all types of weird shit bro you know and and you have to look at the parallels of what these celebrities be doing and what these government officials be doing and and all these children disappearing and shit like that and you see it in the show you know, he was a powerful figure, disappeared off into whatever he do. Everybody knows he's a weirdo, but ain't nobody really stopping him because he's powerful as fuck physically, you know. And in our world, being powerful as fuck might not be a physical thing, but it's probably a financial thing. You feel me? So, uh, yeah. And, and all those experiments and stuff goes into the Aleister Crowley black magic rituals and shit that he's doing on children with adults male female you don't know what sex he is he's like um, a hermaphrodite or whatever you know that's that baphomet shit and like he he really encompasses all those layers of so much sinister stuff which is why he's such a cool ass character right and then you know how yeah you have the side theory, or not theory, but the side thing of him being based on Michael Jackson because this nigga's slick as hell. He's talented as fuck. Got the long hair, the weird pale skin. 
You know what I'm saying? He be around children, all types of shit, bro. He's a prodigy from a child, you know. I, I think that's pretty good, bro. But um, all right. So next thing we're going to talk about, because, you know, it's first episode. I'm going to try to keep it like 20-something minutes, you know, under 30. Um, But, yeah, bro, so we're going to talk about the Illuminati and the Akatsuki, right? And how basically the Akatsuki were trying to usher in the new world order in the Shinobi world. You know, through pain, through through evil and through the shadows and through darkness instead of light. You feel me? And and like basically getting closer and inching closer to the whole thing about the black pope and Madara. It's like it's like the levels of Freemasonry, right? Because Payne's whole life he was taught from, you know, uh, Madara and the shadows and shit that what he's doing was like as big as it gets, not realizing that he was low key just a pawn and that he didn't even know the true truth about the Otsutsuki clan and Kaguya and all that shit. So no matter how high he got, same way they say in Freemasonry, as you go through the steps and you go through the higher rankings and shit, you start to learn that everything they told you before was a lie. Right? But they were but you're still trying to reach that new world order, not even truly knowing what the new world order is, because you will never be in the position to really know. And neither was Nagato. You know, he didn't know. So, you know. Uh, I feel like the, the Illuminati and the Akatsuki are, are hand in hand, bro. They work in the shadows. They're powerful people that work in the shadows, you know? So, uh, and that goes along the lines that we're going to get into with uh, Donzo and the Ambu Black Ops. Um, so, next topic, you know, I'm going to talk about uh, the devil in Naruto. Now, the, the the underlining theme that you learn through the end of Shippuden, that Black Zetsu basically orchestrated everything in the history of the Shinobi world, much like Lucifer orchestrated everything in our world since Adam and Eve bit the fruit, you know, and if you 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 go down the line there's always been an underlining evil sinister plot behind everything bro behind all major religions i feel like there's some sinister stuff behind the illuminati behind all these powerful people through time they've been pushing this agenda and it's like where does it come from it comes from way way back since the beginning of time they've been orchestrating this you got it you understand like if you believe in the devil and stuff you have to understand these are higher beings these are fallen angels that have a bigger understanding than the most primitive man did. So they created a structure that we're now seeing in our day, still seeing the effects that they put together like thousands and thousands of years ago, bro. And it's like nobody, Pain in Nagato, whatever, did not know about Black Zetsu and the real truth about Kaguya 
coming from a different planet. Hence, fallen angels, not from this realm, not from that planet. Jutsu was created by aliens in the shinobi world. You feel me? Technology, our thought process, our intellect was created from that forbidden fruit that we, you know, got from God that was bestowed to us through the devil. You feel me? From a higher being. It wasn't meant for us. Jutsu wasn't meant for them. On Earth, in the shinobi world, they didn't have Jutsu till Kaguya and them came around. But by the time Naruto and them are there, that part of history is so far, uh, so far removed that nobody knows and even would have thought about that. Nobody knew except for like Madara, niggas on the loop, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, shit like that. You feel me? Yeah, bro. Um, you know, so I would say that Black Zetsu represents Satan being the, the serpent, you feel me? And Kaguya represents Lucifer because, like, Satan and Lucifer technically aren't the same person, you know? So I feel like that's what she represented, coming down from the moon from a different planet from a higher state of consciousness being and formulating this plot because her hatred of man you know and and she came back you feel me she literally came back to finish her 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 job what she started eons ago basically you know what i'm saying and they say uh and and i feel like madara is a representation of probably I would say the Antichrist, the devil on earth. Um, you know, and, and it parallels because, you know, the saying that uh the greatest lie the devil the devil ever told was convincing the world that he doesn't exist. And what did Madara do? He convinced the entire Shinobi world that he was dead. But my dog was not dead. The devil's not dead. That nigga is alive or whatever he technically is, and, and he's out there. The force is out there. You know, it's all around us, bro. There's a sinister plot behind a lot of shit. Madara was running shit, manipulating people. They thought they were running shit. No, bro, he was running shit. And then on top of that, Twist, he wasn't running shit. <laughs> like, yo, this shit is, is bro, it's twist on twist on twist, bro. You know? Um... Yeah, bro, so, 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 Madara, all right, so let's get to the, the Black Pope thing, right? So, in our world, you have, you know, I think there's like the White Pope, the Grey Pope, and the Black Pope, some shit like that, right? The White Pope is the Pope you normally see at the Vatican, you feel me? Also, side note, with the Vatican City like they're trying to run that shit like a government basically like run the government I so getting into it the black pope is the pope in the shadows the one that's running everything all the jesuits all that shit i think what did i write in my notes they call the black pope um what they call him the superior jesuit general of the society of jesus right that's the black pope and basically he's in the shadows you see the white pope, he's the face. 
He's the one waving to the children and all the people and doing his thing. And the black pope is working in the shadows, right? Pulling the strings. Much like when the, the Hidden Leaf Village was being formed, you had Hashirama as the first Hokage, but he even said himself he considered Madara the real first Hokage. But Madara worked from the shadows. You feel me? He was behind the face that you see. Much like the black pope is to the white pope. And then, and then it even goes into um, to, to the third Hokage. You know, he he was uh, he was the white pope and Donzo was the the black pope running shit from the shadows. You know what I'm saying? Donzo had control over um, the Ambu Black Ops, which I would say in the Shinobi world is, you know, we all know the CIA. You feel me? Running, pulling the strings, doing all the foul shit on the Lolo that people don't know about. You know, orchestrating things. Donzo was orchestrating things. He had a whole hidden agenda himself. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, bro. Um, Madara, Madara is the black pope that was pulling the strings. He basically, the black pope rules the planet. You know, the Jesuits run a lot of shit, you know, goes to Freemasonry, um, the Rosicrucians and um, the Golden Dawn. And it's a bunch of cool stuff, like stuff like that I find interesting, like, because I be reading up on it. And when you start reading up on this stuff, you can see the parallels. That's the whole point of this episode. You see the parallels to how they tell us the truth in television and movies but on the low. And I don't even know if the creators thought like that deep into it, but it's just what I'm peeping, bro. You know? And, and yeah, bro. Like the last thing I'm going to touch on is, um, reincarnation in Naruto and how Naruto and Sasuke were the reincarnation of Ashura and Indra, you know, the, the children of the sage of six paths. And uh, they're also the reincarnation of um, Madara and Hashirama. And like this timeless battle, you know, this warring battle that uh, you we all go through, bro. And we just, you keep like the, the idea, the concept of reincarnation, bro. And that, you know, you have the, the duality, the two sides of the spectrum. It's like there's so many levels to this shit, bro. And um, I don't know, bro. I kind of want to keep going, but I know my phone gonna run out of space recording. Um, yeah, bro. But I just found it interesting as I was learning about like, at, uh, and still am learning about like the Black Pope and all this shit. Like, it's making me realize why I love Naruto so much, bro. Because it really has this dope ass story, much like the Matrix. How like when you actually understand the concept of us being in the Matrix and all that, and you watch the movie again, because it was just a cool movie, you know, I liked the slow motion scenes as a kid, and I knew it had, like, a really intense story, but I didn't, like, really understand, but watching it back as an adult, you're like, oh my god, bro, like, damn, I'm trying to break out this shit, oh, that was another thing, all right, cool, cool, the infinite Tsukiyumi, that was the thing I forgot to write down, you feel me, and the dream state, the new world order, the Tsukiyumi, the dream that we're trying to live in, you feel me, like, um, 
man, this piece of lint pissing me off. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, bro, the 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 dream world that we trying they trying to have us living in, where you know your eyes are wide shut. I just watched that movie for the first time not that long ago, Eyes Wide Shut. And, like, it's a pretty dope movie. I liked it because there's already a bunch of stuff we already know. And I, like, heard of it for the longest time, but I just never got around to it. And then watching it, I was like, damn, bro. Like, you know, we're oblivious to these things, but we know these things. Like, there's this subconscious part of us that knows all this shit's going on, which is why we're intrigued by it. You feel me? Because it's, like, it's hard to believe. We feel like we need to see the proof because, like, we want it to be confirmed that we're like, I knew it the whole time. But... You know, it's kind of scary at the same time because anybody want to get involved in that shit or like brought into that world, you know, but it's important, especially when you do a music, I feel like to, you know, be aware of this shit, which is why I like researching it, because when I get in the game, I'm aware of what's going on in my surroundings. So I don't get pulled into no bullshit. You feel me? Um, But yeah, bro, the infinite Tsukiyomi being the dream state that they're trying to put us in where we're basically under their control and um, basically, we're kind of already in the Tsukiyomi, if you think about it in terms of the matrix. We, we don't see outside of our realm and our dimension, you feel me? So, like, we're oblivious to what's going on. Like, who's to say we're not in the Tsukiyomi right now and we're asleep, just like Neo was in the matrix until he got unplugged? You know, and I feel like shows like this, and when you read into stuff like this, there's a reason... It's like the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, I'm pretty sure is what it's called. And that's what uh, George Lucas got the inspiration for Star Wars from. And it's like these are the same stories told over and over again because it's the universal truth. There's some, there's a reason characters are like this, villains are like this, and these stories exist. Because, you know, the universal consciousness, we all are thinking these things. We're all aware of these things. Some people are in on these things. Some people are opposed to these things. Some people are unaware of these things. But for some reason... This shit just keeps going in circles and circles and we keep thinking about it like these conspiracy theories and stuff like that don't die because there's a reason we all continuously think about it, build on it, analyze it, find proof to disprove things, find proof to prove things. You feel me? And there's just there's just lots of levels, bro. But uh, we had 27 minutes. I think that's perfect timing. Yeah, bro. This was, uh, you know, I, I just to end it, though, you know, that's that's all I'm saying. Naruto probably has one of the greatest stories ever. I can talk just about character development and all the characters they got in the backstories, but that's a different thing. I just wanted to touch on the parallels to our world and what's going on on our planet and what I see in Naruto, you know. But, uh, yeah, bro, this has been the first episode of Words from the Dopest Podcast with your boy, your brother Dave, you know what I'm saying? You know, hey, that intro beat, that's me. That's me. That's me, bro. That's all I'm saying. The outro beat, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be me. You know what I'm saying? Um, new music dropping, uh, you know, Dysfunctional Friends Podcast with the homie Scar, you know. That's that's dropping soon. We be doing that on Thursdays. I don't know what day we dropping it yet. I don't think the first episode's out yet. But, you know, you can catch your boy on that. Me and my boy Sanji finna start podcasting soon. So I'm trying to get active, bro, because podcasting low-key is where it's at, bro. I had a good time today. But, um, yeah, man, that's it from your boy. You know, stay blessed, all that bull. Well, not bull. Damn, that don't sound good. Stay blessed, all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm out, bro. Yeah.